So here we are. Here we are in separate places. Hmm. Who saw this coming? <laughs> the entire Ding. world. Ah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who weren't aware and are listening to this podcast, I've been visited by Lady Rona and I've had that to stay. Hateful hell bitch herself. <laughs> Had to stay in Palm Springs for five days at least until it clears. And Teague and Bailey don't have symptoms and had negative reps. So they're they're off on the adventure as planned. And then I'll jump forward and meet them in Orlando. Hopefully all things going well um, Mm. if I recover quickly enough. Yes. If you're listening, please send your best wishes to Michael for swiftest possible recovery and um, linking up with us in Florida. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the quality of this recording is okay, seeing we're having to record via Zoom. Um, But uh, we wanted to get the episode done for you anyhow, so here we are. Yeah, this is our commitment to you. We want to create the content for you to listen. That's right. It's a labour of love. So this episode is a recap of the three shows that we saw in LA. And we've tried to be a little more organised so we don't ramble (laughs) on for quite as long as we did in the first episode. What are you you trying to say, Michael? I mean, it was glorious. Glorious from beginning to end. (laughs) But, um, But we want a little less time between the beginning and the end. For yes. the sake of everyone listening. <laughs> Bless you all for your perseverance. Mm. But that said, um, Tory fans who listen to podcasts are likely to be familiar with the Songs of Tori Amos podcast, which is, um, you know, they're good two and a half to three hour episodes each time. So yeah. you know, we're a, just snack size compared to that. That's right. They're a filibuster. Bless them for the for, Bless Ethan David and how friggin' hard they work to bring so much to the community. So, um, yeah, we're just a morsel. Enjoy. Yes. Tasty morsel at that. Hi, I'm Michael Earp. And I'm Bailey Turner. Welcome to Michael's Walk, the podcast. Michael's Walk is a road trip, a search for something. Spoilers, it's myself and it was inside all along. If only it were that simple. Driven by Tori Amos's album, Scarlet's Walk, I'm recreating the journey Scarlett took in its 20th anniversary year. I'll also be there. With the loving and patient... Always patient. ...support of Bailey and Teague Lee, three trans queers set out across America... That's 33 states in 55 days. ...to connect with the songs, the land that inspired them, and the fans inspired by the songs. We'll talk music, travel, healing, and hope as we ask the questions... How do I heal from 15 years of coercive control and manipulation? And what role does the music we listen to play in our own relationship narratives? We've self-produced this podcast and trip. You can support us via GoFundMe. For the full story, head to michaelerb.net. So first night in LA was pretty special for us, wasn't it? We were incredibly lucky and very grateful to be upgraded to the front row. It it was a 
surreal and incredible and I didn't dare hope that that would happen for us and so it was incredible that we actually got that experience. Absolutely and um, a huge 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 thank you and sending all the love to David Henderson for being so kind as to you know let us have that experience and it made for a very great sort of you know return to the tour after Missing Phoenix and this I found the set to be just really warm and inviting and there was some really beautiful powerful stuff in there. Yeah there were things that um, took me by surprise ones that had not uh, connected to at all in the past but then having yeah. us sing them live just bam there they were. Yeah. But, Which one was uh, that? Uh, Martha's Foolish Ginger in mm. particular was always one that I had never disliked but um, had never spent much time with. I don't think I'd even paid attention to the lyrics all the way through. Mm. Um, whereas live, it was, again, just like she was singing it for me and what I needed to hear. Um, and it's from Beekeeper, which in Vibe and Jamaica Inn is the song that I have tattooed on my body in her handwriting. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a lovely connection to make and I certainly have a deeper appreciation for it now. Yeah, there was a lot of Beekeeper on that night and um, I think it was what I love about that is it created a, the Beekeeper is such a divisive album and there is a real schism in the fandom um, around sort of the Beekeeper. So hearing so much of it was a real gift for those of us who love Beekeeper and who have a very special attachment to it. I would count myself as one of those people. And Martha's absolutely was right on point for us, you know, literally from that opening line, you have to take a walk down memory lane with me. And that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> like we're, and so to sort of listen to all that sort of stuff and, um, and yeah, the, it was great. The, the chorus too, if those harbour lights had just been half a mile inland, who knows what I would have done. Mm, like exactly. here okay. I am reassessing my choices and my past and if I'd known things differently uh you know would I have mm. like if only I could have made different choices but um, mm. I can't did it um did it really bring up the concept to you or did it bring to mind like the turning points in your relationship like do you have do you have an identification of those kinds of things throughout that sort of 15 year history that you have I feel like it, I guess it's, for me, my experience with it that night was more accepting where I am right now with a bit mm. more grace. Mm. Like you can spend all day thinking if only I'd made a different decision, mm. but it doesn't change where you are now. And mm. I think that song was just a really nice way to say, but you're here now. And so, you know, just take your past as your past. And absolutely. Yeah. You see the harbor lights for where they are now. So mm. I suppose the, re the reason why I ask is when we sort of look at this stuff in sort of the main part of the podcast is looking at what opportunities you can mm. identify to make a different decision and what it was that caused you to make the decisions that you did make and why that's still valuable 
because of where you are now. Um, and you know, I, I think I just thought that listening to Martha's, I was like, deserves some examination as yeah. to why we choose, well, we, you know, if we're faced with that kind of crossroads, if we are able to identify them at all, you know, why do we go, you know, now is the, now is not the time for me to consider you know, relinquishing the relationship that's been built um, or a decision that I know will kind of ultimately be difficult for me, but it would be easier to do this than to do that. You know, I think that's, I just, I, that's what you kind of brought up for me and what I thought was it worth us examining throughout the walk. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like afterwards I was like, well, seeing I've never connected with this, like let me look into things a bit more. And I looked into ginger as a symbolic thing mm. uh i feel like it's in more reference to the flowers on the ginger rather than the ginger root which is what i'd always thought mm. and the symbolism behind ginger flowers are all passion and love and um affair, affairs of the heart yeah right a yeah. foolish love kind of thing yeah exactly yeah, right that makes it even clearer for me from my perspective that I guess the reason I stayed answering your question earlier was that I had this fervent love for the ideal of the relationship that I thought I had Mm. and it it wasn't until I saw behind the facade that there was so it was constructed on lies and manipulation that I started Mm. to see that what we didn't have was love. What we had was mm. routine and this sort of blind commitment to each other. Yeah, yeah, right. And the other uh, beekeeper track that got uh, showing on first night was Ribbons Undone. And it made me so happy. It's such a beautiful song. And I know that it's once again, like one of the songs that the fandom sort of seems to collectively gang up on, but hearing it so gorgeously, brought in and seeing how Tori kind of really lit up when she played I was like I don't want to hear another word from any of you about Ribbons Undone you can all shut up but also I had I mean maybe I'm you know reading too much into it from an experience that's not my own but sitting next to you in that front row hearing Tori sing that song made me think entirely of your journey to womanhood Mm. and just the way you've matured as a trans woman Mm. um, in the short time since transitioning. Like I was reading (laughs) absolute trans narrative in those lyrics. Absolutely. And that sort of that youthful joy that you can feel when you, when you hit the reality of your womanhood at long last, you know, and it's just so pure, especially that bridge, that bridge just gets me every time. It's just so, it's it's pure. It's pure spirit of a of a young girl with nothing to be afraid of, um, and and sung from a woman who has so who's who's experienced so much to fear, um, and to hear how it kind of colors her optimism, just it just floors me. That song, I think it's really brilliant. Yeah. <sighs> Gracious, absolutely. And right before mm. that, she had sung. Um, losing my religion the cover <laughs> blended in with ruby through the looking glass which mm. was just a stunning stunning pairing and really quite moving for me because the way i read ruby 
obviously I was um, assigned male at birth, so I don't have a womb and will not be giving birth to children myself. But mm. um, the the ruby inside me is my feminine energy, mm. and so I yeah I really do get this sense of um, like what the external conflict that happened between us in that relationship. I was trying to nurture this part of myself inside and mm. like the, you know, don't you think she hears us fighting, you know, all mm. of this sort of thing. Like, yeah. yeah, Ruby is really special to me. Yeah, likewise. For similar reasons too, around growing up in an unstable kind of family dynamic and you know, difficult households and difficult experiences with both parenthood and childhood both sides of that yeah that spectrum so yeah but little earthquakes on the first night didn't we yeah that was like the third song uh. um, which yeah way to uh way to shock us oh, to yeah. our core absolutely um, yeah that song has so many incredible pieces i mean you know for, for the sake of what we're discussing you know the it's that just that, that chorus line you know here we go again we're not progressing you know we're not moving forward it's it's just another sort of small fracture that is just continuing like you know it is that little earthquakes building up to the big quake you know there's sort of those pre-shocks kind of separate us from ourselves because we're kind of going into survival mode with each one oh, like that yeah. you know i mean from a trans you know that you know i can't reach you but i feel you in my head <laughs> trousers trousers it's it's all there on the page yeah. Um, I was just going to say that um, that one always spoken to me about my relationship because, like, we would have these tiny little arguments, but then I would mm. write them off at a later time and I'd just be mm. like, oh, that's just, you know, couple bickering. Like, that's, mm. that's what this is. But, uh, you know, when you add them all together, uh, you, you look back. And, it is. Yeah, it's cataclysmic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The fracture in a bone, you know. Also got riot poof. We did. Was a banger. I love riot such a poof. fun song. Um. Yeah, and like it's one of those ones that is like again the lyrics are not very clear in what they're talking about, but you can draw so much from it. And mm. this is where I confess <laughs> my. An example of Michael's misheard lyrics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so up, at, and up next, our next segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, towards the end, she's singing, the sun is warming, the man is moistening. They're the actual lyrics. Yes. yes they are. What I've always heard uh, is the sun is a warning the man is a mercenary. Mm. I stand by that they're also very good lyrics. And oh, Mina... so many of the misheard lyrics are so cool yes. um, because of how she shapes things. And I think, you know, there's room, there's room for all misheard lyrics <laughs> yes. um, in the Tory, in the Tory community. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. And... That's a really great first show. Yeah. Oh, and Siren. First time I've seen Siren live. Mm. Just yeah, the, the the crowd energy for Siren is 
so palpable. Um, yes. And mm. it's such a banger. And on top of that, like, okay, this was misheard lyrics from like decades ago, but I used to think that the lyrics of that were, oh, it doesn't mean she's horny, just means she's got her cellular handy. And I'm like, does that mean oh. she's horny? Yeah. <laughs> My God. And I'm like, oh, girl, I've been there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, when you're only wet because of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have long ago corrected that. <laughs> the actual lyrics for people who don't know are doesn't mean she's holy, just means she has holy. a cellular handy. Um, Which I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. Right, so then uh, night two, the 16th. Night two was a complete mind-blowing experience. Um, kind of all started off. <laughs> and everyone was really interested in how the shows were going to sort of go, you know, in the discussions we were having with a lot of the years with Feet. I was like, well, how is she going to pitch this? You know, it's three shows, one's... And I think what, what's interesting to remember is the second night was supposed to be the final night. That was like, in a way, that was kind of how she was going to go out. And then the third show was Attack On. And it was like, well, where's she going to go with this? Is it going to be, you know, this sort of tribute to Tash that was the first night? And then is it going to be fun? Or is this going to be the night that she really kind of takes us to a place? Or is this going to be like more of a party vibe? And it happened to be the one where she took us all the way to hell. Um, <laughs> and it was amazing. Amazing. So- so after the two openers, the regular openers, um, which the lovely Rose, who we met on road um, on the tour, uh, messaged me today about listening to our first episode of the podcast. And she said that she really appreciated our take on those two songs because um, she'd gotten so used to them being the openers that mm. she hadn't stopped to think about why they might be there. And so... yeah. Yeah, that was lovely to hear. We love you, Rose. We love you, Rose. Um, but then we went straight into Crucify, which, wow, um, this is just the song. It's yeah, Teague, we... Teague's top song. So he was, mm. he was uh, like totally in the, in the moment. Um, yeah. It, we knew it was going to be a friggin' riot show from there like just coming in with that was like oh shit Mm. this is where it's gonna it's gonna get deep um and the way she you know the way she did it really had um I mean you know she she's done the never going backs for so long but something about hearing them was like you could see that she was evoking something you know it was a real yeah it was a real opening like on top of that for me um the way she uh, she would sing, she was singing "Never Going Back," girls, "Never Going Back Again," "Never Going Back," boys, "Never Going Back Again," and then "Never Going Back Days." Mm. And yeah, when she sang yeah. that, it just it felt so validating. Like mm. it really felt seen, and we're never gonna cru- uh, they're never gonna crucify themselves again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like powerhouse. And then uh, straight into honey. Oh. But that had everyone in bawling. Yeah. I was but also bawling. like it had 
while it's a song that kind of has a, a real sorrow to it, it kind of, it hit me in a really defiant space has felt a real femme defiance in it and a sort of pity of you know, whoever could misinterpret the gifts of a relationship um, and become desensitised to how good they have it um, in, in that relationship and take it for granted. It really kind of, it really got me in the gut. I found myself really kind of like almost wanting to like fist pump it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's um, it cuts quite close. For me, the chorus, you're just too used to my honey. But then also the line, you always liked your babies tight, is quite difficult for me to hear. But it's also one that I feel like taking on that, that defiant headspace that you were feeling is what I need to do with that song. Mm. Okay, like I'm not in the wrong here. Everything mm. I'm I'm feeling is a reflection on a poorly you've interpreted. Yeah, how, you know, how generous I've been. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, you know, like you know, and like even going down to you know the notion that honey is a bee's retirement. You know, like, like bees make honey to live off when, like you know, to for for sustenance when they're old and they can't be workers anymore. And we take it, you know, but it's that I'm investing in, in my future here and you're running it off, you know, like it's, anyway. So, yeah, that was a really, yeah. it was just a fantastic to hear and a really great kind of place to get to, just then, levelling up. Yeah, yeah. But then what floored everyone was when she sang for the first time in 11 years, Me and a Gun, a cappella. Mm. It's just so powerful. And the way she did it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we were just, I remember because someone was leaving. Remember someone, someone was walking out, out of the row. So we were stood up. We were like getting out of someone's way. And I remember like, as I sat down, you kind of like grab my hand and were like, prepare yourself. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, I was like, not paying attention. Like, what's going on? And then like, she's like looking and she's got her mic in her hand, which like you never see. Yeah. And a piece of paper. And I'm like, oh, is this like a letter? Is this an ordinance? Like, what is this? And then no. she started. Oof. And it was like full, halting, stunned transfiction. Yeah, the second she turned like, mm. to face the audience with the microphone and the paper, I knew exactly what was coming. Yeah, <laughs> she, right. doesn't ha- she doesn't have that many a cappella songs. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, look, fair. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, she wasn't about to sort of pull out an a cappella version of Velvet Revolution. <laughs> she was something, something, I mean, this is going to happen. Yeah. And like, I just, my eyes were like dollar coins and my jaw just dropped. And, I just went, I was just like, just take this in, just listen. And the the whispers and the and the growls and the screaming, you know, was every bit of it was exquisite and almost oh, it was just overwhelming. It was absolutely overwhelming. Quite overwhelming. And then she went straight from that into never seen blue. Before we get on to that, I'd really be interested in hearing. 
for me in a gun, is there a particular moment that really gets you in that song? It's interesting because right before the show, we met some wonderful women in the um, lounge uh, and we're talking to them. And one of them, it was their first, first Tory show in 25 years. And um, so we were talking about how we came across Tory and, you know, what we, would, what, what we were hoping to hear. And one of them, Patty. Hi, Patty. Hey, Patty. Uh, <laughs> she said that it was me and a gun that really hooked her to Tory back in the days. And one of the things that really grabbed her was the, but I haven't been to Barbados, so I must get out of this. Because in the last few years, I think shortly before COVID, she actually went on a trip to Barbados. Mm. And while she was there, she was like, wow, this is, this is that place, that, that almost mythical place from that song. So having had that conversation, not knowing that it was coming right before we then walked in and saw it was pretty surreal. Mm. But for me personally, I think it is that line when she sings, you can laugh. It's mm. kind of funny, the things you think in times like these, like mm. I haven't been to Barbados, so I must get out of this. Because for me, I have never been in the situation that the song is describing i have not mm. been raped i have not been the victim of sexual assault mm. or physical assault but my mind would wander to all sorts of places mm. where, um, during that relationship and when i was most unhappy i went straight into that relationship at the age of 18 straight out of home i was such a baby that mm. like when things started going south the amount of time I would spend daydreaming about just dating someone else. Like I just mm. wanted lovely, gentle dates with mm. someone where all of this baggage wasn't there. So I guess for me, that is my Barbados. Like why, why am I mm. daydreaming about ordering takeout and watching Netflix when that's effectively what I've been doing my entire life, but mm. just with someone else, like, mm. so I've got to get out of this. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't sound like an idyllic bucket list thing that you kind of have to survive your experience in order to be able to do, even if it's something ridiculous or like, unexpected. Mm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. How about Sorry. you? Because I know well, it's yeah, a look, you know, um, powerful one for you. Yeah, well, I have experienced those things in my life, both as an adult and as a child. And for me, it, it's that, um, you know, do you know Carolina? And it's that sort of wobble in the voice. And it's that also that conversational kind of point. Um, I, I agree, like you can laugh at kind of funny is like definitely up there but I, I love this sort of moment where it's almost like you're running out of things to say um or running out of things to distract you and so you kind of go back to your your hometown almost and you start cycling through your history 
just as something to kind of keep your mind occupied while something quite horrific is happening to your body. Um, and the one of the times that I experienced these things, I became very chatty, um, which you know we understand um, in the sexual violence prevention space and the trauma 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 centered spaces. Um, as, you know, we have fight or flight, but we also have a few others, and one of those is friendly. And it's not uncommon for people to start becoming really nice and really kind to their abuser in order to kind of try and reach some sense of humanity in both parties um, so that the person doesn't just see you as an object and that person sees you as someone to be kind to and loyal to. And it it's a big risk to take, but um, it was definitely something that I experienced one of the times that, um, that I experienced sexual violence and that do know Carolina is that kind of, I'll just keep talking to you and hopefully it'll either be distracting or endearing and you'll stop. There's so much in that song and there's so many different parts that speak to different styles of, of recovery and different styles of encountering trauma. I just think it's you know, a brilliant piece of art. Mm, mm, mm. And yeah, to go into Never Seen Blue after that, which is, I mean, you know, you have a particular relationship to that song. I don't. <coughs> Pardon me. Pardon my Rona. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Never Seen Blue. Um, this is one where when I was listening to the podcast Songs of Tori Amos episode about Never Seen Blue, I found I was absolutely floored by the fact that not a single person on that podcast, not E for David, not any of the people that they uh, got in as special guests and not even any of the quotes that Tori uh, said about that song herself saw that song as anything but a romantic love song in all of my many, many, many listens because that song, like, is absolutely beautiful and I love it. In my many listens of that song, not once had romance crossed my mind because for me, I've never seen blue that the blue he drives in and around and through me again. This is the sadness that can only come from the pain caused by someone who knows you well and is supposed to be on your side. Mm. And so for me, that song and every single lyric in it points to when you love someone, but they keep hurting you. Mm. Yet everyone, including Tori, mm. says that it's a love song. Mm. Um, and I was just blown away by it and so mm. then to have her sing it solo just her and the piano particularly in the emotional state we were all in straight after me and a gun like again that just opened up all of that for me where mm. I really really wanted for this sadness caused by the person who's supposed to be my joy in life to stop mm. when when would it stop because when you love that person and you want them to love you back in the same way, but they cause you so much pain, like, what do you do with that? You know, that that was kind of, it was at Russia that I finally kind of cracked. And like, for those of you listening, I'm not really much of a crier. Um, I'm an Aquarian. I have no feelings. And then like Tory shows, you know, I think it's a notorious kind of thing of people who kind of have breakdowns and cry in Tory concerts. And it's not really been my experience, except what I would say is two times now, 
because I had a complete meltdown when she played Mother in Brisbane on the closing night of the Unrepentant Geraldine's tour. And that was like more of a panic attack than a than a tearing, you know, and a tear up, you know, rush her off the back of me and a gun and never seen blue was a real felt for me as as a very particular remark to be made about sexual violence in politics and in the community that is completely unaided by political structures um, and is often reinforced by political structures. You know, we've got, you know, especially in America where Roe versus Wade is looking at being overturned. There's a huge assault on, you know, reproductive rights. Um, Laws that have been put back in place in America don't protect people from being raped and falling pregnant or being a victim of family abuse and falling pregnant. I mean, it doesn't protect them as young people or as adults from that. So Russia just felt this really great kind of, what are you doing about this? You know, back home, you know, um, back in Australia, we're having a really serious problem with, um, with uh, like women being murdered um, by their domestic partners. At the moment, it's just the numbers are kind of climbing quite dramatically. And I can't imagine what that situation is like here. But in America, there have been more trans women murdered than days of the year at last time I had a look into this. So, you know, just that's really what kind of cracked me was like, there are people Mm. who are literally watching this happen, who have the power to fund things and install programs and create better rehabilitation structures and preventive, preventive sort of systems. And they just don't because it doesn't make any money. And just that, you know, that stuff just breaks my heart. You know, people just don't care about us. And yeah, Russia that night had a particular, and I felt like what that did to Cornflake Girl in the show was really revive her true meaning. Like, I, like Cornflake Girl is such a bop. It cannot be denied. It's such a fun song. At the end of the day, that song is about crimes against women by women, particularly in the case of genital mutilation. And that is also a very active discussion happening that is being twisted to stop trans children from expressing themselves properly and, and receiving healthcare support that is appropriate to their stage of development. And it's this kind of like, it is that thing of like, well, this is not really, really happening. You know, it can't be real. We can't really be overturning Red versus Wade. We really can't be electing this person into office you know, we, there can't be, you know, we, you know, you bet your life it is. Mm. You bet your fucking life this is happening. And if you're concerned about, you know, surgery, you know, genital reconstruction surgeries on children, then why the fuck are you doing it to intersex kids? We're not, we, it wasn't our idea. You've already been doing this to kids for, de- for you know, hundreds of years. Kids who are born with intersex variations. You are performing gender reconstruction on babies. So, it's a no. Your your argument is bullshit, and you're hypocrites. Conflict girl just had that that real power to her that night, which I don't know if how many other people would have kind of clued into. But I'm like, this song is actually really fucking intense, and is intense for feminine humans who are just having their bodies destroyed and their lives taken, and it just it you know conflict girl really hit for me that night in particular. Like left me in a very different place than it, than it normally does where I'm just kind of having a bit of a party. <laughs> it was particularly powerful. And then the first encore was Sugar, which again, <laughs> we, uh, first time I've heard Sugar live and with a band. Me too. Um, yeah, definitely. Sugar is another one that um, 
I find interesting because again, some people read romantic connotations to it. Oh no. Sugar, he brings me sugar. But like for me, I can't get a get over the officially released live version where she talks at the beginning of it. Yeah, how can, yeah, how can how can you can't remember how many sugars a woman takes in her tea after nine months? Yeah. And so like with that as the opener to a live version, to me it's always been about people who don't know the person that they're with or what they need mm. after a length of time. And that if I could just take 25 minutes out of the record books, for me that could be everything from the 15 years that I wish I could erase from my record books to the 25 minutes that it maybe took me to make the decision to go into it. Um, where, where do you start when you start erasing the past? And yeah. where, where does that leave you? Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, I think like it's for me, I agree with you that it's not a it's not a love song or a romantic song. It's I first really conned onto that song when I was in a really tricky situation with someone who I'd had a really powerful connection with thought. I went I went around and I was like, I'm gonna marry this guy. <laughs> this is years ago now. And then upon sort of spending more time with him realizing that we were not compatible at all and we had a real capacity to harm one another didn't emerge in the beginning and by that time we were so enmeshed that it was very difficult to work out how to unstitch it without everybody falling to pieces but it was that thing of like when I sort of met him he seemed incredibly solid in himself and then upon that, you know, we just sort of discovered, I discovered that there was so much underneath that that was you know, jelly legs, you know, and in a complete kind of inability to cope mm. with things. And maybe this is a cruel way to sort of read that. But when I listened to Sugar at that around that time, it was like, when they find out you're just a pussy, my, you know, my sweet boy, like, no wonder you're so troubled and no wonder why you have much trouble. And, you know, I, I want to unstitch this. I, I want not to be with you because we're not, this is, this is very painful. This is very challenging. And this is, this is eroding other parts of my life, but he brings me sugar. And it's just like, that's, that's a fact that can't be denied either. And there's something in particular that he brings to my life that I, I, I have to account for. Yeah. So that, that, I, I've always seen that song as like a real tortured, this is over, but it's not over quite yet. <laughs> um, kind of thing because there's still something that you bring me that I, I want to show appreciation for. Um, yeah. I don't want to hurt, I don't want to hurt you by throwing it back in your face. Yeah. Oof. And we've done the thing we said we wouldn't do. Um, ramble on. <laughs> at, like, I don't feel like anyone's rambled at all. <laughs> this is all valuable. <clears throat> Absolutely. But, but we will move on to the final night which for me, there were moments in literally every song on the set list that night that really felt like she was sending us off on our trip because this yeah. was the night before we left for our drive, setting out for Palm Springs, which is apparently now my resting place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to see America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And everyone's saying, when I'm saying, like, I'm stuck in Palm Springs, they're like, oh, well, it's a nice place to be stuck. And I'm like, I'm in my hotel room. I cannot go yeah. anywhere. Like, Yeah, and it's, like, boiling hot and 
everything's expensive everything and, is so expensive oh we had this really hilarious moment we went to breakfast and um there was someone sitting behind me and a woman went you know an older woman turned to them and said oh um it's really brave of you to wear that when you t-shirt I didn't know what the t-shirt was because like, it was set away from me and she mentioned it was a Trump supporter and when he turned around um to go the teacher said don't blame me I voted for Trump <laughs> and I can't tell whether what because the, the woman said like oh I think it's really brave of you to wear that it sounded really sarcastic and he was like yeah thanks for your support it's like was she supporting you or was she like telling you that you're a jerk I'm not sure what's happening here but yeah it was um so yeah Palm Springs yeah is a mixed bag um but look mm. I'll tell you this it's it's a shit ton better than Ash Fork <laughs> Arizona which oh, is where I am bless. right now so you know better that better we found out this morning than this afternoon let's put it that way yeah um but yeah, yeah night three um had a very particular triptych in it which were all requests holy mm. moly did you just want to yeah. take your right in the feels um so it started with your cloud which is on scarlet and so we will talk about it in much more detail later oh, there's a lot to unpack there yeah. but again this is one that i have always interpreted as a romance and now I see that it is not that. Who we were isn't lost before we were us. Mm. So beautiful. I mean, that's, that song is a very, has a very particular connection for me with my brother. And that song is all about grief. Um, for me, it's entirely about the grieving process and how you carry on from someone with whom you felt almost unspeakably close. Yeah. Um, and do so with as much tenderness as you can muster. It's a beautiful song. Absolutely. Mm. And then straight into Jamaica Inn, which, <sighs> as I've said before, is, oh, it's a kicker. Mm. Um, I have the sexiest thing is trust tattooed. And I remember getting that done a short time after my ex was arrested for the first time. Mm. And so this was me trying to process what had gone on and mm. what I thought we had between us. And all mm. I wanted was trust. Like, mm. that's what it says to me. Like, all the only thing I need is trust. Mm. Um, and when you can't trust, what, what do you have? It's certainly not sexy, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I have strong, strong memories of, I was living in Sydney at the time and then I drove up to the Central Coast where I grew up to go to a tattoo parlour that a lot of my friends used at the time mm. and I got it done there and then I drove home. It's about an hour and a half drive and I was bawling the entire drive home, just mm. me in the car with that song on repeat mm. because where had the trust gone yeah absolutely and the um the tattooing that like, you know making a mark on your body map i mean a permanent mark you know is is also you know it's it's a physical trauma that you've that you've experienced so it would have been incredibly unlocking for your body as well to do yeah. to do that relatable content <laughs> um, 
have a similar relationship with that song. I have no idea if you actually know this, actually, that after seeing her in 2014, me and a bunch of people got together on to work on a collaborative creative outfit called the Jamaica Inn Collective. Have I told you about this? No. Yeah, so, like, it was, like, that song and I had a very particular relationship. Um, and so, yeah, we formed, we formed a business called the Jamaica Inn Collective, which was about five of us who were all big Tory fans, kind of all working on different things. And unfortunately, right in the midst of it, we were doing a big fundraising campaign and I got um, glandular fever. And unfortunately, none of those people kind of showed up for me to lift, lift us over the line. And, um, and the kind of whole thing basically folded in the end, which was really devastating to me, but it, because it was a very precious exercise. That song that uh, yeah, very much has, has a very particular connection to my history and mm. I mean, at a very particular time in my life where I was um, separating from living you know, with a dependent who I had living with me at the time, someone who was very dependent on my income and on my, my accommodation. And so I, that was very difficult to find, you know, to sort of separate from them. And, and, you know, but that was very much a, you know, what you know, I thought someone who I thought was a lighthouse in my life was continuing to just continuing to just bash me against the rocks. That was very, very powerful to hear, um, particularly off the back of, of a song about my brother to hear a song about this other person. And then landslide. she went into landslide. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think my, I shut down, to be honest. I, I just couldn't take any more. I was just um, like a puddle of mm. tears. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was beautiful. The way she, you know, even just that lovely, that beautiful moment in the middle of it where she was, you know, I'm getting older too. And she's like, finally, you know, and she was just celebrating her seasons of life was, was really beautiful and just mm. gave it a whole bunch more meaning. <laughs> Um, yeah, she was having so much fun up there on the last night. That's what made it feel really great. You could see she was just really enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, Because there was a moment in it where she's saying, walk with me and Bailey mm. squeeze my knee mm. because that is one of the slogans that T came up with for mm. this project. Awesome. But yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I think having pretty good year to really close the show, which wasn't a planned song. Yeah. Or it is that sort of, you know, you want to see America? Well, let me tell you something about America. Notion in there of, and like I was thinking of Tom Bigby. We talked about this after the show, you know, like rolling the red carpet out to Oklahoma. <laughs> and, and then we got back to our, I was like, it's a shame we're not going to Oklahoma. And then we get <laughs> back to our rental car and it's red with Oklahoma plates. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> amazing yeah you just can't write this shit yeah so yeah um, suffice and to say we had an amazing three shows and it's even tear in your hands with of it's, course it's time to wave goodbye now yeah absolutely but then she's saying just for a time and it was yeah that's right nice to hear that as well yeah, yeah. oh and uh spring haze was in there too i just want to oh oh let go off on our way yeah yeah there was another line in it that really got to me. And my only way, way out is to go so far in. And yeah. I just, it really smacked me in the head because I'm like, that's what 
I did to escape mm. the situation I was in. I retreated, I withdrew from everyone, including myself. And I just created this sort of mental cage where I just played a role and got on with things. And it was my only way out. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Thank you for talking about <laughs> with me. Um, we want to say thank you to a whole bunch of people. Um, we do. There was the fantastic after party on Thursday night after the second show, um, which would have been after the final show of the tour until another one was added, but that's fine. We're not complaining because what a show. But to Efren, David, DJ Mateo and Mrs. Crabby Apple um, for performing. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. And the other drag queen whose name we cannot recall or find, um, we love you, sis. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but and no, your was... performance of Bliss was delightful. I love that. Yes. It. Thanks for bringing naked men into the equation. <laughs> That's what Tori needs more of, naked men. But I wanted to quickly point into something. Um, I had someone come up to me at the after party who was like, you, I saw you two days ago and you told me about this party and, I'd heard about it, but I wasn't going to come. And I'm so glad I came because you told me to. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> so um, it was just a, it was just such a great heavenly night where you just, you know, very rarely can you be in a space that's just with your people. And they may not, you know, you may not always agree. And, but it is, you're like, it was like a family reunion almost like where everyone gets along. Everyone speaks the same language. Everyone's there celebrating the same thing and loving being around each other. And you know that, everyone kind of understands what it is that you're on. So just uh, long may it live the, um, the, 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 you know, the Tarot night, Songs of Tarot Amos, Sideways Society after party. Absolutely. And yes, big thanks to Danny as well. Yes. And then I'm just going to read these names out real quick. We made a big list of people that we met and they're in no specific order. Uh, Kenny Dulock, Rose, mm. Jess, yes. David H and Matt Page, Jordy Matt Page Wright. because Matt um Matt upgraded us. Well, upgraded in, um Tegan Michael on the first night and just for just being one of the loveliest humans. Um, so lovely. Thanks, Matt. Jordy, Ryan, and Dan. Thanks for dinner. Thanks for dinner so much. Um, and for all the things you gorgeous gorgeous yes. guys. I will be seeing you again at the end. Um, Yay! Erica, Mariah, and Patty, who are just a delight. Peachy. Yeah, I love Peachy. Mm -hmm. Stan. Yes. Uh, Nan, who met up with me, even though it's like, I'm so nervous meeting people and with timings, it turned out that she had to come meet me with a group of, when I was with a group of people. And so she was quite ner nervous, but um, I'm so glad that we connected and we'll talk again more. Abdi, Jay, Jerry and, and Josh. Oh yeah, Jay and Oscar. Yeah, thank you for being um, you know, a very critical part of the experience, Jay and Oscar, thank you. Um, Jerry and Josh, yeah. uh, the team that are Mrs. Krabby Apple, <laughs> my goodness. Um, well, the performer and the artistic director, as I come to understand. Uh, I think that's yeah, that's fair. But oh, what a what a powerhouse they are! Mm. Elise, I love you, Elise. Mm -hmm. Sherry, who was so delightful, and I just had such a wonderful but brief conversation with her. So, yes, I want to connect with you more, Sherry. Danny, Eve, and Shaggy. 
Nina. Love. Nina, Rockstar. It's so lovely getting to know her a bit better. Jeff, yes. the delightful Ryan, who is behind the Instagram account, Tori's Red Hair. If you want just a giggle in your day, uh, go and follow Tori's Red Hair. It is... Artistic my, genius. Yeah, my kind of humour. Bridget. Yay. Shah. Bridget and I had a very special... Oh, and, yeah. yeah, Bridget, myself, Shah. David um, had a very, and Zach, Zach Justice, Zach. Um, had a very intense experience on the Friday on the last day, which I'm, I haven't quite worked out whether I'm going to talk about on the podcast or not. But um, yeah, Bridget and I have known each other since we met in a gutter in on the UG tour. Our Lady J, who barely connected with. Yeah, um, who, if you don't know, um, is you know, the you know, creative force behind Pose and Transparent and you know a lot of the American Horror Story stuff and she's just incredible it's like and a beautiful trans sister meeting her was has been an absolute trip highline she's such a charming kind and hilarious woman um I also had a very brief meeting with Pandora Box hi Pandora <laughs> hey Pand- Pandora 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 <laughs> wow, that, it doesn't quite have the same ring, does it? No, no, but I would still like to see it performed as such. Yeah. And then we wanted to end with um, a mention of the GoFundMe for Jessica and Sky for their medical experiences after a rather horrific car accident that happened at the beginning of June. It was the one that Eve was talking about at the after party i i threw in a few dollars because i wanted to what we do do my bit yeah we're Um, all community and we look after each other and so we think you all should too so the web address for that is bit.ly slash forward slash jessica jessica and sky s-k-y-s jump on there Throw them, throw them some dollars, whatever you can afford. Yeah, every every little recovering. We we know from fundraising that every five and ten dollars helps and goes a long way. So absolutely, and yeah, they're, yeah. they're in need of it. Yeah, every, you know, it all adds up. All it ta- you know, it takes more people doing little. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so yeah, thank you for that. Wellsers, there we go. Tour. Yeah to a part two and next up will be a sort of fairy tale no amber waves oh amber waves that's right um but yes there will be proper in-depth episodes digging into each of the songs and our connections with them and connections with our trip and so they'll they'll be a bit more meaty than just us recapping the shows but join us for those yeah hopefully we'll be together when we do Michael's Walk podcast acknowledges that the journey they are undertaking takes place on the sacred and unceded nations of many proud Indigenous peoples. From the lands of the Wurundjeri and the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, we are fortunate to call home to each and every Native American tribe's land we'll set foot on as we travel. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and humbly acknowledge their sovereignty.